0: and welcome to if you don't like that I hope you are having a good day today's podcast is brought to you in part by new works plumbing of sacramento for your plumbing needs and repairs make sure you check out new works plumbing they've got a fix for you n-e-w-w-r-x plumbing.com and remember if you have an emergency in the middle of the night no problem Newworks Works will be there with their 24-7 service. That's New Works Plumbing, locally owned for over 20 years. NewWorksPlumbing.com, N-E-W-W-R-X-Plumbing.com. Newworks Plumbing, they've got a fix for you. Last weekend, there was another court storming in college basketball that injured Kyle Filipowski of Duke. Now, there's been a lot of videos of exactly what happened to Filipowski, and I'm not even going to get into that. I want to get into court storming and why it is allowed in college athletics. For instance, there was a great NBA game the other night in Cleveland. Max Struess hit a game-winning shot from well beyond half court that gave the Cavaliers a dramatic last-second victory over the Dallas Mavericks. You didn't see any of the fans run onto the court and mob Struess, right? You don't see it in the NBA, You don't see it in the National Football League, but you see it fairly often in college football where the students in particular come running out onto the field. And it is a madhouse. And very often goalposts will get torn down and carried through the streets of the particular campus where the game was played. Again, we see it in college athletics. We don't see it in professional sports although it used to be like that in major league baseball until at the end of games leading up to a final out of a championship there would be police lined up and down the left and right field lines but again you don't see it anymore of course there was the famous Henry Aaron home run that broke Babe Ruth's record uh in the 70s and uh, a couple of fans were on the field and of course ran around uh, second and third base with Aaron. It's one of the most famous videos ever. But you don't see that anymore and it's a no-no and when fans do run onto a field in the National Football League or in Major League Baseball uh, very often uh, they are tackled with great force, sometimes by security and sometimes by players. But again, why is it allowed, particularly in college basketball? And I started to think about this a couple of days ago, but then last night I read a story by Mr. Common Sense, Phil Mushnick of the New York Post, who, you know, I keep on talking about this. I've read Phil Mushnick for decades and he says exactly what so many are thinking and he talks and writes in common sense terms and I love him for that. The article from the New York Post Dated February 29th, ESPN deserves much of blame for boosting court-storming mayhem. This is one of the best articles that Phil has written, in, in my opinion, because of all the facts that are in this article. He starts off by saying, it's easy to blame ESPN for so much that has disfigured sports. That's the problem. It's too easy. So after five days of rationalized nonsense, let's make a few things clear about Saturday's latest newsmaking court storming after Wake Forest defeated Duke. Once again, ESPN cameras thoughtlessly invited a crowd to do its worst. ESPN rewarded every over-the-top attention star fan it could find. And in the minutes before the mob rush that injured Duke seven-foot Kyle Filipowski, ESPN three times provided a close-up of the same corpulent courtside fan who was happy to go berserk as he knew what ESPN was looking for and he was more than happy to provide it on cue. The actual storming was gratuitous and obligatory. Wake was up four with 1.8 seconds left when a timeout was called followed by a commercial. So the spontaneous in quotation marks selfie snapping combustion that followed was not spontaneous but rather performed in accordance with ritual the media fallout that followed was absurd fs1's bad guess artist and self-history revisionist colin coward broadly asked what's the big deal he concluded that some student half Filipowski's side, or sides rather, bumped into the Duke player who should have tossed this kid back into the stands. Coward unsurprisingly missed the largest point. All it takes was for one court stormer to have fallen, creating a pile-up of humans. All it takes is one in 1,000 to fall, to place dozens in immediate peril. Besides, when did matters of indisputable common sense become debatable? Des Moines Register columnist Randy Peterson's leg was broken in a court storming after Iowa State at Home beat Iowa. It happened on ESPN. Joe Kay, a brilliant six foot six student, headed to Stanford on an athletic scholarship, was left brain damaged in a court storming after his Arizona high school team won a tournament. Jerry Plunkett, wife of Stanford and NFL quarterback Jim Plunkett, was in her seat at an Arizona-Stanford game when she was caught from behind in a court storming. She was left battered, bruised, traumatized. Will Prevett, a North Carolina State student, who was knocked out of his wheelchair during a storming. He was rescued before he could be trampled. A court storming led to a brawl between New Mexico State players and Utah Valley fans. ESPN once held an experts group discussion on court storming. Bring it on. It's all just good, clean fun. Condescending house genius Jay Billis, after a frightening court storming at Kansas State, Following a win over Kansas, quote, it's not necessary, but if you want to do it, that's fine. But have the proper security. It might be a little dangerous, end quote. Sure, hire an additional 200 more security guards per home game, just in case. That should do it. This week, following the Wake Forest tumult, Billis, quote, if they wanted to stop it, they could stop it tomorrow. All you have to do is, Once they're on the court, don't let them off. Just say you're all detained and give them all citations or arrest them if you want to. Then court stormings will stop the next day, end quote. Perhaps the college arena parking lots will regularly include dozens of police wagons, judges' kiosks, and bail bond booths in service to transporting or charging, oh, 1,500 students with rioting. Hey, ESPN can be named as co defendants for years of aiding and abetting such scenes. ESPN Seth Greenberg, the former Virginia Tech coach who was in the studio for Sunday's Duke Wake, saw the Kansas State court storming as both a fundamental right and obligation. Quote That was a legal court storming because it was a top 10 win and a rivalry game, and the place was packed. That's good for college basketball. Good. For everyone. End quote. Was Sunday's a legal court storming? Stephen A. Smith, ESPN's first in line fool, quote, hire extra security, put him in by the visitors' bench, call it a day. End quote. Solved. Well, that might protect the visitors, but what about the vast majority? ESPN Digger Phelps, quote, I have no problem with it. Safety? Sure. You may get one person hurt. End quote. If lucky, just one hurt at a time, as long as it isn't your person. ESPN's Dan Docket, former Indiana and Bowley Green coach, said he loves court storming, even if one of his players had his knee wrecked during one. ESPN's since departed Jalen Rose, said he loves it, regardless too. Court storming met with CBS's Doug Gottlieb's approval. Greg Anthony, former CBS hoops analyst, said, quote, "What's next? Are you going to outlaw tailgating? end quote?" The only one to apply see it, say it, common sense to the common senselessness was ESPN's Jay Williams, who said he's against court storming because it can be inescapable to those innocently caught in the rush. He called it dangerous madness. Hell, the first talk I had with my daughter after she decided in 2004 to attend Indiana was to avoid the rush toward the court near the ends of close games by moving toward the upper regions of the arena. I had her pledge to head up rather than down. Perhaps the least surprising of these misadventures is that tape of the above-court storming approvals exists for ESPN's airing. But ESPN has always played selectively dishonest with hard evidence. Consider that its regular scene, Bobby Knight Goes Nuts Reel, disappeared after ESPN hired Knight, returning only after Knight left ESPN. The worst part, ESPN was twice, 2007, then 2013, warned by ESPN's outside-the-lines investigations against court-storming for its serious consequences, including an update on Stanford-bound Kay, who had to relearn how to read, write, and speak after he was floored in a court rush. Yes, ESPN tried to warn ESPN, But ESPN just wouldn't listen. It can take years for ESPN to wake up. It once celebrated the most excessively brutal and even illegal hits in football in. He got jacked up sessions. Yep, it's easy, much too easy to blame ESPN. A lot of good points there by Mush from the New York Post. So my question is this. If there was a fatality from court storming, if One or two people fell and it created a mass collision on the court, meaning a stampede, which we've seen at concerts before where people have lost their lives in other venues. Would that stop the court stopping? I mean, does it look good? Yeah. Is it safe? I don't think anybody in their right mind could say that it's safe. I mean, Phil gave several examples of people that have been hurt by storming the court. So again, why is it allowed? And if it's not allowed, what will college basketball or the NCAA do? Well, it's pretty simple to me. You have cameras everywhere and a lot of the students that storm the court are attending the university at that particular point in time. And again, with cameras, it's pretty easy to identify fans. Just say this, very simple. If you storm the court, You will be suspended and maybe you will be ejected from our university. That's right. You will no longer be a student at our university. Now, I don't know about you, but if I was a student at a university and I knew that if I ran onto the court that I might be expelled from that university or suspended, I can tell you I wouldn't run onto the court. It would really be that simple, would it not? I mean, after all, isn't it? the right, isn't it, the the goal to protect the people that are participating in the event? And not only that, isn't it also important to participate or, excuse me, to protect the fans that attend the games? I mean, what happens if a fan trips and falls going down the stands and gets trampled? Or if the same thing happens on the court and we have a fatality? Won't we look at court stomping differently? I mean, I would, wouldn't you? So how about we do something about it before we have a death on one of the floors, on one of the campuses of our universities in America? It's very simple. You don't storm the court in professional sports. Why do you storm it on the football fields of the NCAA and college basketball? I thought that was a great column by Phil Mushnick. A job well done. It's time for Grant's Grant. And... Today's rant is brought to you by Bennett's Restaurants, three locations, Sacramento, Roseville, and Rockland. Go to bennettsrestaurants.com, make a reservation and more. Don't forget prime seafood and steak at Bennett's, bennettsrestaurants.com. Red flags with college athletes. I always stay away from athletes with red flags. I really do. And I'm really beginning to think that Caleb Williams is into that category. All right? It was reported, all right, That Williams, who is projected to be the top pick in this spring's draft, has declined medical examinations with teams at the Combine and did not sign off on having his medical record shared with all teams. It is believed that Williams is the first Combine invitee ever to decline an examination, that from CBS. How about that? Now, of course, it was reported that his dad said, quote, we want shares in the team. So you've got a quarterback that's never played in the National Football League, that's already making demands, already's, already entering the draft with a sense of entitlement. There's no question that he has a lot of talent, but so did Ryan Leaf, okay? And I would stay away from Williams, all right? To me, this is about diva. This guy appears to be a big-time diva. I don't know about you, I don't want a diva at quarterback in the National Football League. I'm telling you right now, I'm not drafting this guy. There are already too many red flags. I don't like what I see, regardless of talent. I've been around pro sports long enough to know that you need a lot more than talent to succeed. You can have all the talent in the world, but if you don't have the rest, if you don't have the mindset, if you don't have the intangibles, You will never succeed. And I just wonder if Williams is going down the wrong road already and getting bad advice before he even steps on to an NFL field. And that's my rant for today. That's my podcast for today. Hope you have a fabulous weekend. Always great having you on board here. If you don't like that, with Grant Napier. Bye-bye.